This is Up to Date on KCUR 89.3. I'm Steve Kraske. Lisa Lopez-Galvin was known as the life of the party. The 44-year-old mother from Shawnee was a beloved DJ who played all the fiestas in town, and she was a pillar in Kansas City's Latino community. Last Wednesday, Galvin's life was tragically cut short when she was fatally shot at the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl victory parade. What was supposed to be one of the most joyous and proud days in Kansas City history turned into a nightmare when gunfire erupted outside Union Station, wounding 22 and killing Galvin. Now her family and community are mourning. Beto Lopez, Galvin's brother, is the president and CEO of the Guadalupe Centers and Mayor Pro Tem of Lee's Summit. He's graciously given us some time this morning to talk about his sister's life and legacy. Beto, thanks so much for being here. We're obviously all of us here at KCUR so sorry for your loss. Thank you very much. We, we appreciate that and the community's overpouring of support and love. Thank you. Well, let me just ask to begin, how are you holding up, Beto? Oh, you know, it's as most people that have lost loved ones, there's a process, right? And the manner of which we lost my sister, obviously the initial shock, I think that has sunk in. And uh, we're definitely into the mourning stage and just getting prepared to to give her a respectful, you know, laying her to rest in a respectful manner. And so we're getting ready for that. But uh, uh, we just, you know, we're hurting. Our whole family, our entire family is hurting. And uh it's such a tragic loss to a, a beautiful soul. You know, we hear that her son, who was also shot, was released from the hospital. How is he doing? My nephew, Mark, is, is coming along okay, uh, you know, from his injury. Um, obviously, as I've stated before to other people in the community, he, he has a major broken heart. And so, uh, you know, we're, we're going to continue to be supportive and be there for him as long as we need to. And he has a younger sister also uh, that was not hurt, but... She was there as well that day, and um, we're going to need to support her as well. What happened on Wednesday as the parade wrapped up? Do you have a clear sense of it? I mean, I I, I was not there physically. I was at the rally in a different location of, of you know, Union Station area. But um, And obviously, there's as far as the incident itself, I think technically that's still under investigation. So there's a lot of information out there, and I don't know the details other than I had several family members, approximately 20, uh, that were in one group that had enjoyed that at the, the parade and the rally and literally were walking off back to their cars, their vehicles, or back to uh, the neighborhood that we grew up in, the old West Side neighborhood. They were heading back west, and that's when the uh, the shooting occurred, and, and that's all I know. That's all I can tell you, honestly. I think it was chaos, and I think the rest of the city knows, uh, has seen a lot of reports on kind of what happened, but... My sister was caught right in the middle of it, um, plain and simple. Hmm. Well, let's talk about her a little bit. Who who was she, Beto? Yeah, that's that's why it's so important for us to be proactive and have when we have these opportunities to share her story and a little bit about who she was. We do it with open arms and a big heart because she deserves that. You know, I've said before that when you have tragedies like these that unfortunately happen more often than we all want across the country. They are not just a number. They're not just a statistic. They're real human beings. And my sister, Lisa, obviously was a big human being in the Kansas City community. Um, she used the the DJ platform and her uh, radio station co-hosting on KKFI uh, as a means to to help others, um, not just sharing information and, and sharing her music, the, her love for music, but 
many, many volunteer opportunities to to raise money for a lot of charities uh, and special interests in the community. And it's it's amazing how people are coming out of the woodwork, you know, just telling us how special she was, just strangers that she touched in all facets, all areas of the metro area. And, and that's very comforting. Uh, but uh, yeah, she was a big hearted person, family, great mother, great wife, great grandmother. Uh, to me, more importantly, she was a great sister. Hmm. Whenever she greeted you, as as you all have seen the past week or so, many photos of her, that smile was real. That smile was really embracing for any stranger that first met her, and uh, and and that's that's the legacy. That's what we're going to remember as, um, you know, the rest of our lives. And just just someone that gave her heart and her shirt off to to help anyone in need, and um, and and that's who really who she was, and so. Um, I think the community is going to sorely miss her for sure. She's been described often uh, in recent days as the life of the party. Do you buy that description? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she's the youngest of four siblings. I'm the oldest. And I can assure you she was the cool aunt um, <laughs> and uh, the fun aunt. Um, and my other sister doesn't like hearing that, but I think she would agree. Um, she she just was, uh, you know, you know, I, I know... We all have hardships in our lives, but boy, if she ever did, she would never show it. Uh, just came in with a positive attitude and uh, definitely the life of the party, whether it was socially uh, or in any kind of setting. It could have been a serious meeting, but she kind of kept things positive and, and um, you know, just in, in good perspective always. Can you tell us a bit about your family, Beto, and, and where did you all grow up? Yeah, so we... So my siblings and I were first-generation uh, Americans. Uh, my father is originally from Mexico. My mother from El Salvador. They met here in high school and, and uh, were married here in Kansas City. So we all were born and raised in Kansas City. And we we my parents, my grandparents settled in the old historic West Side neighborhood, uh, which was a, an amazing upbringing for us, great environment, and still is. But um, a, a lot of loving uh, neighborhood community support then and as well as today i know it's changed a little bit demographics but uh, continues to be just a very loving tight-knit community uh and and we so much appreciate that even today but we grew up there and obviously as as you grow older and you develop your careers and and build your own families uh at least i moved across state lines to the kansas side and uh, myself and my brother moved outside of the neighborhood but we continue to stay engaged and involved in the neighborhood not only with family. And as you said, yes, I have a role with the Guadalupe Centers, which uh, I never imagined I'd do that as a career. Um, but it's it's been such a blessing. And to me, it's not a job. Uh, I, I th- thoroughly enjoy what I do there and the impact we have in the Kansas City community as well. So, but yeah, the old West Side uh, definitely is where our roots are, for sure. We'll be right back. Well, she was a DJ at local radio station KKFI, as you've mentioned here. I can only assume that music was a big part of her life. Yes. You know, I kind of chuckle when when people ask me that question, and I've said this publicly. Absolutely. She had a love for music. We all do, actually. But we we come from three generations of of, uh, musicians, decorated musicians, starting with my great-grandfather, my grandfather, and, and my dad. 
uh, who uh, started the first mariachi band concept mm. in Kansas City many years ago. Uh, but he could play multiple instruments um, and can read and write music. Obviously, um, when he first came here as an immigrant, did, did not know very much English, but he knew how to read a, a scale and uh, played big band music and jazz and blues. And I think Lisa was the one that that uh, I think that rubbed off on the most, although she does not really play any instrument. And I'll give her credit. She was a decent singer. None of us were really musicians, but she took up the DJ uh, path. And so technically she considered herself a musician and and uh, <laughs> we were very supportive of that. And, and the fact that she's out there promoting and my father on many occasions uh, was there at the same events that she was at while she was DJing. And those are really cool memories that I think not only will our family have, but uh, I think they shared with the rest of the Kansas City community. And uh, absolutely, music uh, just livens things up. And if you're down, you can bring anyone up. And, and that's what she did with her with that talent and that platform. We have a little clip of uh, Lisa DJing here. Let's check this out. All right, this is it, guys. Thank you again for being here with DJ Lisa G on a Saturday afternoon. I'm going to try to do it again next Saturday. I love you guys. Stay safe. Mask up. This thing is for real. And y'all know that I got to give a scenic view of what I've got behind me and around me. So here we go. This is my fan, my fan base, my fan base. Well, I guess when people say she was larger than life, Beto, that's what we're talking about right there, right? That's an ideal, perfect example right there. And yeah. I'm sure there's hundreds of clips like that throughout the time that, that she was doing her thing as a DJ. Yeah. For sure, yes. Well, yeah. Taste of Tejano is the name of the show that she co-hosted at KKFI. What is Tejano? Tejano is a, a, a uh, genre uh, of, of Mexican music that originated originated in the northern states of Mexico, but when it crossed, crossed the border into the southwest region of our country, the U.S., um, I think it was more considered Tex-Mex music or Tejano. And uh, so she, for, for many reasons, I guess my brother and I were big influences on her. When we were younger, we listened to a lot of Tejano, Tex-Mex music. She just loved it. And that platform of KKFI, Taste of Tejano, has actually been around for for many years before even lisa was involved mm. on, on at kkfi and they've had great great hosts throughout the years and um the legacy was there before and she just carried on the torch uh viviana medellin i believe is is the the beautiful lady that uh has left us as well but uh, my sister lisa had uh, taken over her role after she she moved on and passed mm. Mm. but uh, yeah it's it's a program that's on on tuesday evenings and again, for many years, and uh, there's a lot of tradition and a lot of followers, um, and that, that genre of music has a big following in, in, the, in the Midwest, uh, and so she was a big leader for sure. She's being recognized down in Texas in the Southwest region, and they're mourning her as well down in that area. She had an impact wow. in that area of the country as well. You know, I get the impression that playing fiestas was, you know, something of a way for her to celebrate Kansas City's uh, Latin community. Yeah, no doubt. You know, uh, the Latin community originally, uh, you know, the first migration was in the early, in the late 1800s, uh, but early 1900s is like when my grandfather came here from Mexico. 
yeah, it was it was more of Mexican kind of uh, you know uh, presence. Obviously, it's become more diverse with different uh, Central American, other Latin American countries. But yeah, the fiestas are a big deal, um, and they uh, the Guadalupe Center has a big part of that role. You know, when you deal with when you deal with challenges in life, um, like we still have today, but back in those days, people a way to release and and uh, forget about anything bad happening in your life, a fiesta and music was a perfect therapy. It was back then and here in Kansas City, and it still is the case. And Lisa, even at a young age, understood that history, embraced it, and continued that legacy and tried to promote it just, just to help people feel happy and um, whatever worries they have, at least they can you know forget about them for, for an hour or two while they're at a fiesta or, or some yeah. party. Well, if she wasn't DJing, what was she doing in her free time, Beto? Um, she she actually had a, a career in, in the personnel, in HR personnel industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, that's what she did mainly full-time, quite, quite frankly, um, for most of her, her career, her, mm-hmm. her professional adult life. And she was very good at it. And so um, in, in, that, in that capacity, in, in that environment, she obviously uh, was very sensitive and impacted many individuals as well. To her, in, in, in any career path, but in that one specifically, you're dealing with humans. And uh, to her, they were not a number, right? And just a job placement. She she genuinely felt for a lot of her clients and wanted to make sure they were in a good spot so that they can continue to support their families and be productive, you know, um, in, in, in our community. And, you know, how, how best can you do that but with the job? And, was your uh, sister a Chiefs fan? Absolutely. Yes. Um, she, she was an overall Kansas City sports fan, uh, the Royals as well, but even the other local sports teams. And um, yes, she was a huge Chiefs fan. And, you know, ultimately, I guess that's somewhat fitting that she was there celebrating as most people, you know, many people were that day in Kansas City to celebrate the Chiefs repeat victory in the Super Bowl. And obviously she was happy. She was happy, and that's a memory, and that's something we'll take away with us in midst of, you know, the tragedy that um, at least that day when she left her home, she and my brother-in-law and, and niece and nephew um, knew that they were very joyful, like most Kansas City people. And, um, yeah, she was a diehard Chiefs fan for sure, and and she made sure people were aware. She she had a strong voice, and I've shared that with people as well. She was definitely the loudest uh, Chiefs <laughs> fan in our family, for sure. I can't help but wonder if your family's going to feel safe going to events like this in the future, a big parade. You know, uh, obviously it's so soon, so it's easy to have that knee-jerk reaction and, and state yes. But, yeah, at this point, I can assure you that, you know, there was a lot of little ones that were part of that group. Um, it's going to take a lot of time to heal for them and and my other cousins that were there, the adult cousins, um, this is beyond traumatizing. And so, um, yeah, I, I, I bet that, um, yeah, our family would not necessarily participate in these kind of events unless there was some uh, measures taken, safety measures, you know, that, that could can never be 100% proof. But, you know, just to reassure not only my family, but other other fans that are there at these kind of events that, they will be safe. And um, until we address that, I, yeah, I, I would agree with your comment more than likely not at this point. Any sense of what would make you feel safe at an event like that going forward? Oh, you know, I, I I have my opinions and 
Um, I think it's just too soon. Yeah. And um, I know that, as I said, there's still investigations going on. I'm sure many people, you know, officials are concerned uh, and I'm sure they're, it's on their minds. So I'll let, I'll let them, they're the experts. I have nothing to do with what yeah. can, they, can be done, but yes, yeah. I have ideas, of course. And um, at this point, we just want to mourn my sister, get the awareness house of how special she was to our community uh, and give her a peaceful uh, burial. And uh, that's, yeah. that's kind of the next phase for us. Well, what a loss. Uh, that's Beto Lopez remembering the life of his sister, Lisa Lopez Galvin, who was shot to death last week at the Chiefs Victory Rally at Union Station. Beto, once again, we'll be thinking about you and your family and sure appreciate you sharing your thoughts about uh, your amazing sister. Thanks so much. Thanks for the opportunity. We appreciate it. And uh, we're going to keep her legacy. You bet. Up to Date is a production of KCUR 89.3. The program is produced by Zach Wilson, Elizabeth Ruiz, Claudia Brancard, and Hallie Jackson. Our intern is Lauren Texter. Paul Nakatura works our board. I'm Steve Kraske. Thanks for listening.